Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! For the Bone Bat Podcast, where you can listen to Steve and Gord. It's a kick-ass digital broadcast where we've got dick jokes galore. Bone Bat. How the hell are you gonna get fired on your day off? What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bone Bat Podcast, a joint production of Bonehead.com and MightyWombat.com. This is Steve. Hello. And this is Gordon. How's it going? Uh, it's going all right. So, uh, we haven't talked in a few weeks, podcast-wise. No. So, uh, what I've have you been up to? You've had stuff going on. What's been going on, man? Yeah, the thing is, I had this job that I don't exactly have anymore. I had this job for, like, uh, almost 14 years. And then, rather unceremoniously, the uh, the job ceased to exist. The owners of the company said, we're having a big fight, and uh, neither one of us wants to pay the employees, so we're laying off all the employees. And they gave me about three days' notice, a uh, severance package, severance package of one giant middle finger. <laughs> Jesus. And then they said, uh, you know, because we're having this fight, neither one of us wants to pay any money right now. The, the money we owe you for the last two weeks, we're not going to pay you that either. Not not for a while. Uh, an undetermined amount of time for them to get their act together. So I, I basically went from a stable job that I had worked at successfully for you know, almost a decade and a half to being an unemployed bum. Dude, that is it's, so uh, brutal. Yeah, it's hard. Just in time for the holidays, too. Yeah. Unbelievable. So I got but uh, you're you're getting you're starting your own business now, right? Yeah. So yeah, I sent out a bunch of resumes, and I realized that no one wants to hire me. And I thought, well, you know, no one's going to hire me. I guess I'll hire myself. So hopefully, I'm going to grow my business, become big and successful, be the boss, and then start treating myself like crap. And then I'll complain about the boss. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> file a sexual harassment lawsuit against myself <laughs> for that fondling that goes on. I, I don't know. That, that's my life. So you, you you didn't stop though and take that opportunity to finally realize your dream job of fluffer. <laughs> no, no, I can't say I did. If I would have had a little bit of warning, you know, like Por- porno booth mop up boy. I mean, porno the, booth mop boy. There are Sam's a lot of mop all mouth. <laughs> there's a lot of options out there that you know I, I don't think you really looked into before starting your new company, but. Yeah, freelance gynecologist. I've been working on that one. <laughs> That's always Looking a for good an open. One. Yeah, I've used that joke a million times, and it never fails to kill. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a good one. 
You, you, sometimes no, you have to stick with though, the classic. I, I'm bitter. I mean, you, I worked for this this small company. Like I've been to the owner's house for a long time, and for them to to pull this crap and and not even you know give us a severance package just to go ah see ya. It's just just harsh. I I wish that I would have had like notice and some sort of severance so I could have spent a little time airbrushing or drawing cartoons or or I don't know doing something other than being thrust into a blind panic and trying to find employment before uh, the money runs out. No shit. I, so, I have to say, though, you know, your your plight, like, really gives me some perspective. Because right now, obviously, holiday season's, like, the really the busy time in our work. And I'm working, you know, I think I have two days off in the next two and a half weeks and uh, long day, longer days and stuff like that. But uh, I can't even bitch, dude. <laughs> yeah, at least you've got a job. <laughs> like, thank you. I have a job. I feel got a that's paycheck. Awesome. <laughs> and here's the thing about about starting a business is yeah. it's like the opposite of having a job. You you work a lot more, but instead of making money, you actually have to pay a whole bunch of money. So it's this like, oh no, I don't have a job. What am I gonna do? Where will I get money? I know. How about I spend more money? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a heroin habit or something. It's just, I'm going to spend oh, 12 hours tomorrow filling out forms. And then I'm going to write some checks. That's Hopefully, be... <laughs> I'll get some checks. <laughs> yeah. You have to write some checks just to get business checks, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's been odd. I dropped my kids off, and then I, I started to drive to my office, and I'm like, oh, right. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> Alice doesn't love here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's ugly. So if anyone out there uh, listening to the Bone Pat podcast wants to hire someone with uh, 14 years of experience buying and selling capital machinery throughout the western United States, or if they're looking to hire a fluffer, uh, you know, get a whole... Cartoonist. Cartoonist, yeah. Sax player. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of a lousy cartoonist, and I'm a better cartoonist than I, than I am a sax player. <laughs> Uh, all I'm saying is that you're kind of a renaissance man. You have many I talents. I am. I am. I'm more of a dilettante. I know a lot of stuff, but I'm not really not that great at any of them. Except, of course, buying and selling capital machinery. Did I mention that? And I need a job. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Hire me. I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So, so uh, Although, you know, some cool things have happened. Like, right, right on the heels of getting unceremoniously shit-canned by Hitler, I mean by one of the guys that I work for, I got an inquiry from uh, from a textbook publisher and they're going to publish one of my cartoons in a college algebra textbook, which is ridiculously wonderful because I was so bad at math in college. And uh, my wife managed to get a raise and then uh, she's going to have a, a promotion. She managed to get that lined up so that's hopefully gonna happen come january so there is some hope it's not totally dire circumstances but a lot of changes not all of them good and uh yeah that's my life learning all about unemployment after years of paying taxes into the unemployment system i'm uh finally hoping to uh collect some of that money back living on the welfare getting the government cheese (laughs) i tried some of that in college it wasn't bad yeah, I've never had the government cheese. <laughs> I've never Shoot. been on the welfare. 
So, dude, if when you were like 10 years old, somebody had told you that by the time of your 40th birthday that you would be an unemployed capital machinery salesman, what would you have thought? <laughs> I would have probably just killed myself right then. Oh, it's weird. I, I'm going to be 40 this month. I'm looking at myself in the mirror, like thinking about my dad when he was 40. And he was all together, in my mind, you know, he's all together and he running in his own firm and but he's also, you know, got a pot belly, and looking at myself, I'm like skinny as a rail, but I'm unemployed. <laughs> Afraid that apple rolls ways away from the tree. Yeah, it's interesting the things that you believe when you're a kid, you know, that that it seemed like parents just had it made, dude. They had yeah, your, your so parents just had sweet. their together. Yeah, and they could fucking stay up late and watch, you know, whatever they want. They wanted to eat candy bar before dinner. Fuck it, they just eat it. Go for it. You Dude, know. my dad kept candy bars at his desk at work. No, my I would I would sometimes be in my dad's office in you know in the office building that my dad owned. He was that together, and uh, you know I open his desk and there's candy bars in his desk. You could have a candy bar anytime you wanted. That's fucking sweet. Being a grown up, man. <laughs> so what other, what other things did you believe when you were a kid that you found out later that you know it just it, it wasn't true? Damn it. The thing about me as a kid, and probably as a grown-up, is I would quietly just make assumptions about the universe based on a small amount of knowledge, and then I wouldn't ever ask questions. I'd just make some sort of grand theory and just believe it to be fact. And then looking back on some of these things, I'm just, I don't know. I mean, when I was a little kid, I, I, I knew for a fact that there were three countries that were named after food. There was Turkey, there was Greece, and there was rice. I swear to God, I knew there was a country named Rice. I just, it was befuddling to me, like in sixth grade or so, you know, looking in the atlas. Well, what happened to Rice? Where did this guy, the Turkey and Greece are still there. I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> rice? Where did, where did you get that? I don't that's, know. That's wild. I mean, I guess I go for turkey and grease. It's kind of a Middle Eastern <laughs> dish. Turkey, grease, and rice, yeah. Rice. The arroz con pollo nations. <laughs> <laughs> They're proud people. They're very small people. Small, white, sometimes brown people. <laughs> Universally small. Yeah, no idea. I know one day I'm going to find that on a map, though. I'll be like, Yes! And the thing is, usually, I, if my parents told me something, I believe it. My mom would tell me there's no such country as rice, and I knew that she just didn't know. But, <laughs> but you, I would yeah, show things have changed. <laughs> it used to be Burma. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah, just wasn't. Be... She wasn't up on current affairs. <laughs> Come on, show, show me British British Honduras on a map now. You can't do exactly. it. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about, man. You got to keep up with current affairs. That's bullshit. Mom. And then. Then I figured out human reproduction in kindergarten. I, I put it all together. I, I'd seen some like I might have been Ken Foyles. I think had the you know the anatomy book from his parents, and I'd seen a picture of an embryo, and it's in this little oval type shape, and it's a little embryo, and there's really no sense of scale on this thing. Mm -hmm. And then one of my friends in kindergarten, he said that he saw two people doing this and he makes the uni universal symbol for for sexual intercourse you know making a an okay sign the wall, in the yeah. left hand. yeah then 
because that is like da dong. I all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, uh, now I understand the mechanics. You know, slot B, you know, tab A, and uh, I'm sure the bottle of wine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <No hypno> all. <laughs> I'm sure the way the whole thing worked was that one of your your testicles was actually um, it, it had a baby in it. Really? Because I'd seen the picture of of the you know <laughs> so, of the, so, the little baby. So, the little so, baby each, so each testicle was like like the the fetal membrane sac, <laughs> like a full exactly. baby in it. But you only so have two babies per. That's it. Well, that was one of the things I was a little fuzzy on. I was like, oh, maybe you just grow a new one after one gets shot out. I had to... <laughs> yeah, and how do you get the whole baby out of the urethra? Yeah, that was a little alarming to That's me. Like I'm like, a... oh, it must hurt. It's like a billiard ball through a garden hose. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the kidney stone, man? I wonder if people don't have more than two kids generally. <laughs> yeah, we, we stopped it, too. I'm out of balls. <laughs> well, at first I figured you just had two balls and you had two kids, and then I... That was my family. Started and that's, around, and that's some families with more kids. That's why you'd get but, blue balls, right? Because one of them would start <laughs> down your. <laughs> well, I didn't know about that in kindergarten. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> You're much more adventurous than I was, dude. It's just us talking. <laughs> you can be honest. <laughs> okay. That was that time at church camp. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. So. uh that's what. What did you believe as a kid that turned out to be completely erroneous? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's funny because uh, the things that that I thought of were that when I was a little kid, I th I would thought, oh man, it's going to be so fucking sweet to be able to drive. Driving is going to be awesome. <laughs> driving as fucking kid, sucks. I <laughs> I have a forty minute commute <laughs> two directions. Driving is bullshit. I I can't stand driving. If I never had to get, get the car, straight. you're you're driving to your job, right? Yeah, exactly. You got one of those at least. <laughs> Again, you see, you totally take the wind out of my sails. I can't I can't bitch about anything. Doesn't matter where you're driving. Driving fucking sucks. You got people that are listening to the iPods, cutting you off in traffic. Ugh. It just infuriates me. So yeah, I you know I I thought that that you know, driving was going to be the shit, and now I'm totally jaded about that. The other thing is, uh, when I was a little older and started to get sexually minded, I thought that when I got married, it would be Sick. hot and cold running blowjobs. I was convinced <laughs> <laughs> that the blowjobs would be almost constant. And I have well, <laughs> since been uh, corrected on that front as well. <laughs> I mean, everything about contemporary culture points to that not being the case. <laughs> well, I was, a, I was like a teenager. Like what did I know? Period. But, you know, I, I figured. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't even had, I had even had sex yet, so, you know. <laughs> what, what did I know? But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's kind of a harsh reality, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, being a grown-up sucks. But it, yeah, but you know, our folks always made it look so damn easy. You know, I was talk, I was talking to Julie about, you know, was there anything that she believed in? And she she said that when she was young, she was convinced that if you worked at it hard enough, you could move stuff with your mind. 
You can. <laughs> so based on based on her being a big fan of uh, Escape to Witch Mountain, I think this. Oh one's... god, I love that. I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to have telekinesis so bad after those movies. Yeah, she's she's a huge fan of those. She we ended up buying it for the kids, and uh, she was digging on that. So. <laughs> yeah, no matter how much I tried, I I could not bend the spoon. You couldn't. No, bitter disappointment. I still think maybe I will one day. Well, you keep working. I guess on I just it. have to realize you have a lot of no free spoon. time on your hands now to stare at spoons <laughs> trying to bend them. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> this could be I a good. Should work on the resume. <laughs> no, I think I'll try to bend the spoon. <laughs> What'd you do today, honey? Fuck the spoon. <laughs> it will not bend. I am so tired. <laughs> God, that pisses me off. So speaking so of things you, that piss you off, you losing your fucking job, I bet. <laughs> There's that, yes. Being suddenly uh, launched into unemployment, that's a drag. But you know, the thing about unemployment is there's this whole world of unemployment insurance is what they call it. The welfare. It's the, you know, the state paying you money to help you get by till you get back on your feet. Right. And so I applied. And the thing is, you got to fill out this little form and do an interview and whatnot. I have no problem with that. But to send in your form, so they'll send you a check, allegedly. I haven't seen a check yet. you got to put a stamp on it. you got to <laughs> buy a stamp to send this thing. You think with all the, all the forms and things out there that are postage-free, you know, it just really strikes me as just a real poke in the eye to have to buy a stamp to put on something to show that I'm broke and can't afford stamps. Well, dude, the, the, the welfare department and the postal service are like completely different arms of the government. You can't expect that they're going <laughs> to... Well, so is the legislature in the, the postal department, but the legislature has franking The postman's like, fuck you, pay me. <laughs> Where's my money, welfare boy? You want your government cheese? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, dear. Well, I'm really sorry, but I'm, I'm I'm glad that things are pulling together for you now. Yeah, yeah, they are. Everything's gonna be fine. I'm my own boss now. That's right. Hey, so uh, music-wise, this week we've got some new music that we've we've been rolling during the episode, and uh, we're gonna be closing out with. Yeah, let me tell you, my friend's uh, band San Kazagascar. Their CD is available on Lather Records. That's Lather Records with two R's in the middle there. And uh, it's pretty cool stuff. I don't know. I think it sounds kind of like if uh, Savage Republic and Balkan Beatbox had a, an illegitimate love child and it was abandoned and raised in suburbia. That That's what you'd get. So check those guys out. They've also got a MySpace page. It's MySpace something, San Kazagascar, or go to Lather Records. You'll find the link and, uh, just below the Bone Bat podcast link that you uh, click to hear this. So we'll have We that. are linking. So, that's the musical accompaniment for this week. Is that about it? That's it, man. All right, then. Well, this is uh, Steve. And this is Gord. Uh, just remember to uh, check in every Thursday at MightyWombat.com for a new cartoon and new content on BoneHat.com every Sunday. Uh, take and it hire easy. me. <laughs> take it easy. Hire Gordon. And uh, have a good one. See ya.
Honey, can we bump the little mic on the filter, please? <laughs>